1: hey guys welcome back to another episode of gangplank report we are talking about below deck og episode three season nine and bravo decided to call it boozy buffoons is that right
0: bourbon buffoonery (laughs) close close enough yours was more accurate but okay (laughs) (laughs) and we've decided to call it just intoxicated which i think is way better a little portmanteau of Justin and intoxicated. So
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and here's Jen for your rapid recap. There's some morning after makeout awkwardness between Raina and Jake, but it dissipates quickly. Captain Lee calls a preference sheet meeting with Heather, Eddie, and Rachel. The new guests have an appreciation for fine whiskey. Appreciation isn't necessarily what I would call it, though. Raina dishes with Fraser that she has a guy off the boat named Issa that she's interested in and wants just a friendly flirt with Jake. Rachel confronts Eddie about his comments behind her back. He apologizes. She doesn't. At the crew meeting, Captain Lee gives his expectations for the crew. He says he has a pocket full of plane tickets that he doesn't want to use, but if he does, it will be quick and severe. Eddie puts Jake forward to Lee as a possible lead, but Captain Lee wants to wait and observe. Fraser doesn't seem happy with Heather's plan to keep things the same as the last charter, and I can't say that I blame him. The guests arrive, and Justin's already at drunken belligerence. Eddie tries again to push Jake as a lead, and Cap decides to roll the dice and promote him despite thinking it's too soon. By dinner, most of the guests are totally trash fish, and it's clear Captain Lee is in for the pain most designated drivers face. The dinner devolves into a path through all seven circles of hell, and Justin ends up eating by himself on the swim platform. Terry decides to poke the tiger, and she and Justin are just expletive generating machines, and the show ends with the crew physically standing between the two. And that's your rapid recap. Awesome.
1: Well, I think there's quite a bit to talk about with this episode as far as some things that we've seen already this season and some things that happened last season, for sure. And I, I don't know where you want to start, but I feel like it's interesting that, well, I just want to say poor Captain Lee in this yeah. dinner. That's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's how
0: I'd like to start this. Yeah, that was the most painful And I tweeted that too. the most awkward dinner in below deck history, in my opinion, we've had some awkward ones before, but this was painful watching that Terry lady repeat herself over and over about Michigan was (laughs) really like, Oh, super cringe. And Justin is just one foul piece of a human being. I just can't with him. I wholeheartedly agree with all those things you just said. Yeah. Were you surprised? I know we have a super fan episode this week and we talked to Rose a little bit about it, but were you surprised that they weren't a couple? Yes. Justin and Terry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I believe it was Heather that speculated that there might be something more going on there that they're either in denial or hiding it somehow. Right. And I, can't disagree with that because it just seems like the anxiety that came along with that situation and her reaction with like tearful surprise at his regaling of her attempt to try to talk him off a ledge just seemed a little bit more intimate than a coworker to me.
0: It was the weirdest <laughs> dynamic. I couldn't look away. It was the proverbial train wreck and they just sucked me right into it. But I can't imagine with all the previews, I thought they were a couple, like if not married, at least dating, I assumed in my head married for some reason. And to find out they were just colleagues. I'm thinking there is not, and I even married my colleague and I've still never had an experience to where that kind of interaction (laughs) would be okay. You know?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. It just seemed awkward all the way around. And I don't I mean, everybody else tried, like the only couple, it seemed like that was there. At least they made an attempt to apologize to Lee for the behavior of their comrades. But I think it pales in comparison to what he actually had to put up with.
0: Yeah. Even Michael, I thought that he was going to be better than Justin. It got to a point where it was very difficult for me to tell them apart, though, because they kind of look similar. I mean, Michael's a little older than Justin, but they have a similar appearance. They're both really repulsive, vulgar language people. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's a time and a place. And I've always said, I don't mind if people swear. It doesn't bother me. But there's just something about, like Fraser was saying, it didn't feel classy. You know, they didn't feel like they belonged on the yacht, like they didn't know how to behave. And we've had that before last season where the young kids were on and they had the naked sushi and all of that. And it seemed like their parents had paid for it and they didn't know how to behave. Yes. Same thing with this. It feels like they've never been on a yacht before. They walked onto the boat drunk and were just miserable from the get-go. And it was painful. It was painful, but hysterical and captivating. <laughs> I'm a sick, sick person.
1: <laughs> it was a train wreck. You didn't want to look away. Mm-hmm. That's that's really what that was. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. But moving on to other train wrecks, I feel like watching the meeting that happened between Rachel and Eddie, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. For him to take ownership of the things that he said. And while I understand that She felt slighted because he was saying one thing to her face and saying something else to everyone else behind her back. I still don't feel like it's on him necessarily to apologize for being upset with her behavior and the way that it was reflective of everybody on the crew when they were on their days off. I appreciate the fact that he maybe recognized the fact that apologizing was the thing to do so that he didn't have to live through a tense season with her who is combative already to begin with. And we know that, but I don't think it was on him. I mean, she showed not an ounce of remorse for her behavior, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And I don't know if there was editing involved that she didn't say anything That would be me giving her the benefit of the doubt, but I agree with you. She probably didn't say anything. It was really all put on Eddie for some reason. And he did step up. He was a team player in the moment and did what he needed to do to make the situation they have on the boat more comfortable and easier to manage. So good on him for that. I agree with you though. I don't feel... He had a reason to apologize other than for saying more things behind her back than to her face. But when she got into all this attacked my integrity and whatever, no, he basically said that she was a monster when she was drunk and she was. So I don't think that that's attacking her integrity. And I found it funny that I don't know if you noticed this, but they started that meeting at the end of like a segment of the show. And so they did a little preview going into the commercial. And in that, they showed Captain Lee in the crew meeting saying, don't embarrass yourself, don't embarrass the boat. And I couldn't help but think that production did that on purpose to juxtapose it with Rachel being completely oblivious to what she had done to earn that from Eddie. But I find it funny, this balancing act that they're doing with who's right and who's wrong. I don't know why editing decided that Eddie deserved the brunt of this or if it's just they worked with what they had and Eddie just ate it in order to make it go away. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I think that's the
1: interesting part about this is that it just seems like they were trying to help out Rachel and I don't really understand why.
0: Yeah, I think they're anchoring this around her. Like we've talked about in the past, I think that she's the new Kate, that acerbic nature, the gruff commentary, things like that. I think because they haven't landed on a chief stew yet, that they're planning on keeping her. She has a good following. People seem to like her. And so maybe that's why they're doing it. I'm surprised they're doing it at the expense of Eddie. And even with her confessional after that, she made a comment that she thinks that they can play in the sandbox together without killing each other with spades. And then she said something about being glad she doesn't have to eat somebody's larynx or something like that. It's just, she's just so over the top with what, in my opinion, as a viewer, what Eddie actually did versus how she perceives it in her head. Well, she's had a year to sit on it, I guess. I
1: guess. So, I mean, and she even said that somebody else had to tell her, right? In one of her confessionals, she said somebody else had to tell her. So she didn't even watch the season to know what he was saying until somebody else mentioned it to her. Like, hey,
0: yeah. if you're going back and he happens to be there. You should probably know what he said about you kind of thing. Yeah. It just seemed really odd. It did. It was uncomfortable to me. It seemed like an imbalance, but whatever gets us past it. Cause I just don't want to hear her whining about it anymore. So he's apologized. Hopefully that puts it to bed and we can move on from it. And I don't have to hear her be delusional about her behavior last season, because (laughs) I'm all for redemption. If she wants to come back and redeem herself, she hasn't been drinking. That's cool. Let's see where she goes with a sober personality. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I just don't like the brushing under the rug, what really happened, you know, and like, don't look over there. Look over here. This is me now. That wasn't right. you then so yeah right anyway. that was not our first experience on this go around exactly yeah. well
1: and i thought there was one other thing there was like one small moment and i'm not sure if you noticed it but it was when it was justin that was sitting on the aft deck that wanted his food down below right right okay so it was that moment and mm-hmm. so rachel was plating his food and made some kind of a snide comment that was basically like Bon appetite, bitches. Like- A-hole. Is she called yeah. him A-hole? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she was mad that she had to play. It's not like she had to make any more food than she already did because it's not like they added any guests. He just right. happened to be sitting in a different location and eating at a slightly different
0: time than everybody else. Right. And she didn't have to serve it. She didn't have to get the table and the little placemat thing to put on it to make it look nice that was blowing away. didn't have to do any of that but anyway go on sorry
1: yeah I just I thought it was really I don't know I didn't like that unnecessarily bitchy right Mm -hmm. and and it's not like he didn't on some level deserve a mild amount of that Mm -hmm. from some of the other crew but it's not like she was out there dealing with it in the first place all she had to do is do a plate of food like she normally does
0: that's the thing it was like anger by proxy it's not righteous anger like she has a reason to be because she didn't like you said have to do anything outside of what she would have normally had to do if he was at the table right I don't know
1: and to that point we hadn't seen any of the crew come back and tell her what a ridiculous drunk he was
0: Jessica and Wes were talking about it And they were in that little area that's right by where she cooks. What's that called? The pantry? The stew pantry. Yeah. Yeah. They were in the stew pantry talking about it. So I'm sure she heard about it and I'm sure they discussed it more than was said. But again, it goes to a little bit of what I had with her last season where everything had to revolve around her. Like if something was going on that was super eventful and she wasn't part of it, she had to insinuate herself into it. And this is one of those things. And even later, when everybody watches the meltdown happen, but again, it was another opportunity for her to insinuate herself into something she really, it wasn't affecting her directly, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, I'm just being a grouch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still mad about the Eddie meeting, so I'm going to be a grouch about it. The one other thing that I found interesting in that episode is the Fraser Heather drama continuing, I was surprised and I'd like some input from you on your personal experience in the industry that she didn't change anything up other than to say that she wanted them to be faster on, was it laundry turnover and cocktails? She didn't make any adjustments from what I could see. And even last night I was in, the Club Bravo Clubhouse. And I think it was Chef Mark said that it seemed like she was at a point, she had a little bit of a confessional monologue where she was talking about how she's paid her dues. And it almost felt to him like she didn't want to do any of the grunt work anymore. And she just wanted to order people around. But on a boat where there's only three stews, that's not doable. because. If one of them just manages and doesn't really contribute, you're basically putting the boat in the position that Katie and Courtney were in the med where you've only got two stews handling everything. And that doesn't make any sense. We saw how difficult that was to manage. And when neither of them is the chief and has the experience like Katie did, it's really going to fall apart fast.
1: I wholeheartedly agree. So it doesn't seem like it's going to be a sustainable
0: leadership model. No, I don't think so. And I, I hate being negative and not giving her more of a chance so far, but it seems like it's going so quickly and there have been opportunities for things to change and for her to change course and steer it in a different direction. And she isn't doing it. And it's hitting me funny where I'm having a hard time bonding with her as a chief stew, where I thought I was going to like her at the beginning. And it's gotten petty already for me. Like when she was doing the cheerleading and spelling out better and then counting her words on her fingers, like she was going to make some kind of hip anagram or phrase. or something. I don't know what she was even doing with it. Little things like that made it seem for somebody who has come up so quickly, made it seem more like for show than having an actual good professional background. Does that make sense? It seemed trite. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. You took everything I said and summed it up in one word. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm here for. <laughs> i'm here to ramble you're here to make it concise and pretty
1: but yeah i mean here's hoping that we work ourselves out of this with her and that she's able to step up to the plate and maybe acknowledge a little bit of her own misgivings so that she does become a better leader but who
0: knows what that'll look like really yeah i found it interesting too that we're seeing a little bit more of jessica's opinion On the whole thing, because she's really kind of been quiet and in the background for the first two episodes. And we got to see, in some ways, her sympathizing with Fraser, and in other ways, saying, I'm just letting it go. I'm not going to get as stressed out about it as he is. But she does seem to have similar opinions to what he has. She just has a different way of dealing with it than he does. Right. I agree. I
1: agree. So we will see what happens going forward. Yeah. With them.
0: Yeah. Other than that, I'm curious because we didn't get a preview if Justin or Terry or both are going to get the boot Hmm. next week. I don't know because production likes to do that when they can't cut somebody out. But we thought that with Delaney last season where they showed her at the dinner table. So we thought she wasn't going to get fired because we caught a glimpse of her red hair, you know, and they were like, oh, she's not getting fired. And then she got fired. So who knows? True.
1: It should be interesting. It's obviously much harder to do that with a guest than it is with a crew member, at least from the captain's perspective. Right.
0: When they haven't done anything illegal, it may feel like a situation, but I would think that there would be an issue there. Like the owners wouldn't be happy if you're just booting people off who have paid for just having a drunk night. I don't know. You would know better about that.
1: I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. We saw it happen on my season, but that's because they had illegal drugs on board and that's a hard no, Mm -hmm. you know, is drunken buffoonery enough of a reason to cancel a charter? We know that as with, oh, I can't remember her name, the woman that jumped off. Dolores. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. How could I forget (laughs) Um, that with Dolores, you know, he wasn't thrilled with her behavior, but they worked it out. Right. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So didn't she leave the boat? She ended up leaving, but it wasn't like right this second. Wasn't it the next day?
0: Yeah, it was the next day. But that's the kind of scenario I was thinking of was with Dolores that he goes to the primary and says, look, this is unacceptable. She goes, or you all go kind of thing. And I was wondering if Cap would do that with Justin and Terry or Justin or Terry. And say the same thing to Michael. Like, look, this isn't acceptable. They need to be off the boat. So we'll see. I don't know. It's just me guessing. I'm always looking for the next thing. Once the episode is done, it's like, I want more. (laughs) That's what's great about Below Deck. Thankfully, we only have to wait a week. True. Very
1: true. So I guess we'll see what happens next week. I feel like it would have to be something terribly egregious. He was mouthy, but he wasn't physical with anybody. So... I feel like it would have to be a real hard line of some kind in order for Lee to say, all
0: right, you got to leave. Yeah. There's got to be some physicality to it, I would think. And that's what we'll have to see if that spot in the galley, because that's, I mean, they stopped it right when it started looking real tense because somebody was at the door, Terry was trying to get in, and Justin was already in the galley area, which seemed totally inappropriate also, but like he's following the crew back to their workplaces that aren't really areas that he should be in. So we'll see how it goes. I'm excited for it. The season is popping off and I'm happy. Keep it coming.
1: right on well that is episode three of below deck for gangplank report and we will see you guys next week please tune in for our awesome super fan interview this week with rose it was very interesting and a lot of fun to chat with her and i'm glad we had the chance to do that so please check that out and if you don't mind rating and review us on apple podcasts we would greatly appreciate it If you have any questions as far as it pertains to below deck or filming or even anything about the real yachting industry, please write us at gangplankreport at gmail.com.
0: Thank you all for listening and we will catch you hopefully later this week for the super fan. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gang Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Superfan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties.